God, direct our steps. God, I pray that you would open up doors of opportunity for us to share your word and your goodness. God, I thank you for uh, the last few uh, weeks of school for these students. God, I pray for the those that are in that are working for their uh, their work environment, Lord, that the harvest is ripe. It's ready to harvest. God, we pray for those in our schools and in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, our our friends, our relatives that don't know you. God, help us to be ready to reap the harvest, to receive them into the kingdom. Lord, we pray it right now. Lord, I pray that the, all of this work that we have been doing with Connect 301, Lord, would sink in and it would make a difference and it would give us the boldness and the courage to step up and to lead and to lead well. God, I pray, God, for each of us, God. Lord, I pray that even tonight as we look at some pitfalls, God, I pray that you would, you would just continue to strengthen us, help us to be about your business, and Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You guys can be seated. I want to, uh, before we dive into the uh, lesson for tonight, I want to give you an idea of what's coming for next, sun, or next Wednesday night. We want to make sure that you guys are here, and we're going to uh, make sure that everyone that's been a part, uh, even if your people aren't here tonight, that they know we can kind of get the word out. Maybe we'll do a postcard or something, Bonnie. I don't know. But next week is our last week of Connect 301. And everyone said, oh, yeah, I know, I know. And, uh, but next week we don't have a leadership lesson, but it's a night design. And we're putting some details together. Pastor Pete and I are working on it of, of prayer and of worship and of impartation if we could use that word, where we are asking for the Lord to impart into each of us um, a, a Holy Spirit, uh, uh, powerful desire to serve God. And we want to anoint you with oil next week. We want to pray for one another. And uh, we're, we're going to, it'll be a little bit different. There won't be a lesson. We're going to have this extended time of worship. We're going to lay hands on each other and pray and trust God to just open up uh, doors for a revival to, to come in your spheres of influence. And that's what we're wanting. We want God to move in your lives and through your lives. And so next week, come expecting uh, for God to do some great things, and uh, we, uh, it'll be awesome. And so, um, so I wanted to share that first of all. And uh, I just want to say thank you for tracking with us. We've been on a journey 14 weeks together, and uh, that's a long time, isn't it? That's more than a quarter of the year. That we've been doing this, and uh, but you guys have been champions and been working along, and many of you have been tracking with us the whole time. And just a reminder, we are recording these, and online you can listen to every single one of these. Uh, they're on there, and uh, we we post them. And any future leaders this year that come on board or people that connect with us say, "Hey, we want to serve. We want to do this or that. Uh, how do we get involved?" We're going to point them there. And uh, they can get right up to speed with us if they put in the time and the work. And uh, all the sheets, you say, oh, what about the sheets? Um, those are all online. You can print those off. And uh, Bonnie, you do a great job putting that together. I was looking at it today. And uh, just really thankful for technology. Isn't it cool? And for a great assistant. <laughs> that's for sure. And uh, so that's 
Um, that's really cool. So, yes, that's right, Ashley. All right, now on online, this is being recorded. They're going to hear like clap, 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 like a golf clap. But let's really put our hands together, all right? Yeah, Bonnie. Woo, woo. All right, so how many of you here tonight? This is where we'll start the tape, okay? <laughs> Pause. All right, how many of you here tonight believe that God has a call on your life? Just show of hands, all right? All right, we're here. And in order to fulfill God's call, we believe that God's calling us to be master-level leaders, right? And that God has a plan for, of success for you, and he wants to bring you along the, the, the path. We've been studying this idea of leadership. Uh, it's based off of Dave Williams' pace-setting leadership. Where we, and, we've, and we look at kind of where we've been. I was looking at the, uh, the agenda, the overview. We've talked about requirements for successful leadership, authentic leadership, proper attitudes, vision, faith goals, authenticity. Uh, then we talked a little bit about rebellion and divine discipline. We talked about results that will work for us last week. Well, today we're going to take a turn, and you're saying, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve, right? And I would say, yes, you are. But today is a little more of a beware uh, because along the road for success, there may be a few pitfalls, if we're not careful, or potholes, so to speak, that will get your life out of alignment. How many you know, uh, of us, those of us that drive, how many have ever hit a pothole? I mean, you hit one probably today coming into our parking lot. They're everywhere in Michigan. And what happens if you hit a pothole hard enough, it, uh, it makes your alignment go out, and all of a sudden your car's pulling to the left or pulling to the right. Am I right? And then you got to go get it fixed. you got to get back on the straight and narrow. Well, the same can happen in leadership. And what's interesting is that when a leader gets off course, hits a pitfall, or hits a pothole, if a leader fails, not just one leader goes down. But how many know there is effect on many people? There's a domino effect. That's right. In fact, I would describe it as a nuclear explosion goes off when a leader fails, when they fail seriously. You can kind of clean up the mess and kind of you know, love people back and, and uh, kind of pat them on the back. But what's interesting is that there's a radioactive glow, so to speak, that just kind of hovers, doesn't there? We can all think of churches where someone in leadership has fallen, had, a, uh, had an affair, or you know, was, was, got themselves in financial trouble and misspent money. And all of a sudden, there's this effect across the, the, the church or in the city or God's name is smeared. And all of a sudden, there's this hovering like, hmm. Or we go along the way and we were serving God at one point. We're, we're on our, our path to master level leader. We're serving. And all of a sudden, we get a pitfall. We twist an ankle spiritually. And all of a sudden, we're going off in some other direction. You know what's interesting? Is the Bible talks about that. That not everyone will make it. And I don't want to discourage you tonight. I believe that you guys are going to make it if you are aware of some of these pitfalls. Some will fall. Some will be deceived and turned away. Some will abandon the faith. Some will say, man, this faith walk is too hard. Maybe you've been there before and you're saying, man, I'm struggling. 
This is tough. It's interesting that you study Jesus' life, and even the closest followers to Jesus turned away. They said, man, this teaching's too hard. I can't, can't do this. You can read about it in John chapter 6, verse 6. But our goal is to follow the example of Christ, of course, but then Paul, the Apostle Paul, I love what he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. He says, at the end of his ministry, he says, I have fought the fight, the good fight. I have ran the race. He finished well. And my heart for you, for each and every one of you, whether you're young or old tonight, that you would finish well. So why are there pitfalls? Why does Satan try so hard to trip us up, to put potholes in our lives? Well, one, he, Satan hates Jesus doesn't he? And the second thing, and I don't know if this is going to be new news to you or not, Satan hates you as well. And he will do everything he can to attack you, to attack your family, and to come against you. But we can, we're smarter than that. God's word gives us insight to avoid some of the pitfalls. Now, Dave Williams talks about 20 pitfalls, and we're using just straight from his stuff. We haven't modified it at all uh, for this particular week. Uh, most of the weeks we're kind of honing it down, but I thought, you know what? Let's not uh, take any of these out. Let's give them to, to, to us to look at, but really there are four that I want to really concentrate on. The first one, I want you to circle these. Circle number one, number two, number eight, and number 20. All right? Now, before we get to those, you can look at number three and say, all right, the lack of single-eye focus. We understand that winners focus, kind of like a river. A river banks focus the water, and a water um, in a river can, can make power and can actually power entire cities because of the power, because it's focused. And uh, so we need to be focused. Number four, I'll talk about that for a second, greener grass system uh, syndrome. Uh, you know what? It's interesting. Have you ever heard the grass is green around the other side? Well, I heard this week that the poop on the other side of the gra- on the other side of the uh, the fence it stinks just like the poop on our side. <laughs> and I also heard that the reason it looks greener over there is because they worked harder. <laughs> um, all right, okay. Anyway, all right, making money, pleasure, good life, those can trip you up. Unsanctified ambition. If you're all about title or authority or um, demanding respect from people, that can cause you to fall. Uh, another pitfall is self-pity, always wanting sympathy. Take responsibility for your life, Dave Williams says. Number nine, we'll talk about that, entering into situations with prop, without proper preparation. I love, I want you to know, as your pastor, when you serve around here, when you are called to serve or you're on the, on the docket to teach kids or, or to, to uh, work at, as um, a greeter or work the sound and tech or to lead praise and worship, I love leaders that are prepared. It's important. Negativism, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, will destroy a ministry. Laziness will destroy a ministry, will destroy a leader. Uh, wrong methods of fundraising, and uh, we don't have time to talk about that. It's, it's kind of an interesting one. Uh, but we don't twist people's arms to give, right? And, uh, and so that can uh, cause uh, a pitfall. Uh, doctrinal sidetracks, that's why Connect 101 is so important, where we talk about core beliefs, failure to study, sectarianism. Does anyone know what sectarianism is? I had to look it up. <laughs> it is 
where uh, it's kind of we for and no more kind of mentality, a narrow-minded adherence to a particular party or denomination. And uh, so that can be a pitfall, making excuses, uh, failing to enjoy life. We want to make it fun, failure to develop enthusiasm. There's lots of them here, but the four that I want to concentrate, and the first one is number one, an off-centered life. All right, everybody take your head and go like this. If we walked around like that, off-centered, we're going to be in trouble. I, <laughs> all the students, some students are like, yeah, peace out, right? <laughs> but we are called to serve God first. Jesus must be the center of our lives. Our schedules can't be the center. Our people even though we love people, we're here called to serve and, and to love people, cannot be number one. The stuff in our lives, sports, our jobs, money, our relationships, our hobbies, even our closest uh, confidants cannot be the center of our lives. Jesus must be the center. And that second point there is that sometimes we as leaders in the church, we're focusing on ministry to such an extent that we get off ministry-focused, you know what I'm talking about, and we lose our Christ-centered focusness. I have to be careful of this. I think all of us, at some point, we got to be careful that Christ is the center. Because if we do not keep Jesus, number one, we will fail. Pitfalls will come. We will twist our ankle or hit a pothole and become off-line, off-centeredness. This is huge. And the second one kind of relates to it, and I'm going to dive into that right now. To let down your devotional life. God's Word, our prayer, those things, if those things are not red hot in your lives, you will not be a master-level leader. Just the fact. We talked about the three-legged stool. One of those was a love for God. Yeah, you could be servant-hearted and humble, but if you don't love Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will not stand as a leader. And God is calling us to a devotional life, a, a committed, uh, deep relationship. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1. I had to memorize, or I got the privilege to memorize, <laughs> uh, Psalm chapter 1 when I was a young man, uh, way before I, I think I was in elementary school. My grandma paid me and all my other cousins $5 if we could memorize Psalm chapter 1. Or, Psalm, yeah, Psalm 1. And what's interesting is that the first three verses talk about the, a successful life. And listen to what it says. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight... A blessed man's delight is in the law of the Lord. What's the law of the Lord? God's Word. That's right. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And on His law, He meditates day and night. God loves it when we're in His Word. God loves it when you eat it up. Some of the students are studying Romans in preparation for the next series. And I, I've heard through the grapevine that Romans is an awesome book to read. <laughs> and I love that. It's awesome. But it says, 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Guys, I can't emphasize this enough. Those first two, an off-centered life and a devotional life with God, will cause you to be successful. When you think about the last few days, the fat, maybe the last week, or even the last month, how are you doing with this? God, he wants us to be centered on him, for our focus to be on him. We see the same thing, that successfulness comes in Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. We can turn there real quick. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Uh, powerful words here. It says, do not let the the book of the law, God's word, depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written. Then you'll be prosperous and be successful. You will be successful if you love God's word, if you devour it. Devour, thank you, it. (laughs) If you love God's word, you spend time in prayer. Did did I say that right? Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9? Yeah. What? Oh, I didn't read it? I stopped. I I already turned away from it. Let's get there. Yeah. I was going to read it, and I, I missed it. find it (laughs) it disappeared no i got it oh and then it says have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be terrified do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go i love it amen that's powerful isn't it very very good all right so the four i wanted to concentrate on an off-centered life will be a pitfall a letdown in your devotional life will be a pitfall to master level leadership number eight carelessness in morals. Can I just be real honest with you? And I don't want, I know we try to keep these short. But when you are careless in your morals, it will affect your ability to lead. My pastor, before I moved here, he said, watch out for the three G's. I was like, okay, I got my pen and paper. What are the three G's? This is not in your notes here. You might want to write these down. The first one, was he says you don't touch the glory. You don't take the glory for what God is doing and say, oh, man, look what God's doing through me or it's all about me. You, you honor God. You exalt him in everything. Don't touch the glory, uh, the glory. The second one is you don't touch the gold. Money is important to God. We talked about that on Sunday. But when you mismanage money or you steal or if you... Um, uh, you know, embezzle or things like that, uh, it will affect, it will catch up with you, and it will cause a master-level leader to fall if you touch the gold. And then the third G, does anyone want to take a guess? Don't touch the the girls. That's right. <laughs> hey, he was man-to-man. He was talking to me. And he was talking about the importance of sexual purity. Or the guys. Yes, because we've got some girls here. So girls are like, ah, don't touch the girls. Yeah. But the idea is, look, 
It is important to keep our lives pure before the Lord. You know, it's interesting. Samson was a judge. You, you know the story, right? And he was actually an honorable man. God had uh, put his hand on his life and was uh, working uh, for the Lord. And I don't believe that Samson was all that wicked. I don't know about you. When you read the story of Samson, but he had some weaknesses. And he allowed his weaknesses, he was careless in areas of weakness, and it caused him his life. Eventually, they gouged out his eyes. They ripped up his hair. They ended up in prison. And it will cause you your life if you're careless with morals. And so whether it's money or greed or sexual things or your language, does it matter? Absolutely. Carelessness in morals, we've got to be careful. We've got to keep our hearts and our minds clean. Now, does that mean we're going to be perfect? Are we still going to be tempted? Are, we, are there going to be seasons that, that are more difficult than others? I would say absolutely. My story, um, I've shared it, don't have the time now, but there's times I've struggled in, with some of these areas. And I'll tell you, it, but I've got to keep my eyes, coming back to number one, keeping it on center, keeping Jesus number one. All right? And then the last thing I want to focus on, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 12, the last one, number 20, is a pitfall into master-level leadership is that people oftentimes will give up too quickly. People give up too quickly. A couple years ago here at the Gateway Church were some difficult uh, times for my family, for me, especially me and Jessica. And we, we said to each other, man, who would want to do this? You know, who'd want to serve a church like this? You know, it was just hard and it was difficult. And uh, we can talk about it now because the Lord brought us through. But in that moment, we're like, man, God, open something else up. And there was nothing. It was like God said to us very clearly, this is where I want you. And the longer you're here, the better it'll get. But what happens is we get, it, we get to a hard place and we bolt. And it's easy to bolt. It's easy to look for another position. You look at youth pastors in America, they stay for, you know, six to eight months, 12 months, and then they're off to the next place because it's hard. Senior pastors, the average senior pastor stays at a church these days for two and a half years. They preach everything they know. They're like, oh, don't have anything else to give, and they go to another church. And what's crazy is another church says, yeah, come and do the same thing here. But I believe in longevity, and I believe master-level leaders are in it for the long haul. And I believe that God is calling you guys to give your best because when you give your best over the long haul, doing the right thing uh, enough over and over and over, you will succeed. Success is God's design for your, our lives. And I also believe that multiplication is God's design. And I look at you guys, and I want to uh, share with you tonight um, that I believe in you. I believe that God has got his hand on you, and he's got doors that we're going to be opening for you to walk through in regards to leadership. And you're going to be able to look at some of these things, these pitfalls, and say, okay, I've I got to be careful here. i got to be careful here. And, uh, and it's going to save your ministry, save your life. But the enemy, don't forget, is out to steal, to kill, and destroy. 
right? And he hates our guts. He hates Jesus. And so we have got to be ready. We want to be ready. We want to be uh, looking ahead of the, the curve, saying, God, what do you have for us? And when we see those potholes, we can swerve and miss it, or we can slow down so it doesn't get us out of alignment. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for tonight. I thank you for the 20 minutes that we have to look at these principles, these pitfalls. God, I pray that they would speak to our hearts. Lord, that there would be revelation knowledge, that they'd be enlightened to us. And God, I pray that on our paths, no matter what our path is of serving you, God, that we would be able to recognize pitfalls, potholes, and that we would be able to avoid them for your glory. God, I pray for healthy leaders. And healthy leaders are striving after you with a Christ-centered focus at all times, with a red-hot devotional life in your word and in spending time in prayer. God, we, uh, a red-hot believer will be careful when it comes to morals, keeping our noses clean, so to speak. And God, we won't give up. We won't give up. We won't give up because you have called us. You've got a plan for us. And Lord, we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to say this three times. I will not give up. Will not give up. I will not give up. I will not. One more time. I will not give up in Jesus' name.